Arizona Coyotes unable to carry the momentum from a win on Monday. They take, or on Tuesday, rather. Um, see, I'm tired here. But they had, uh, they took a loss to the Calgary Flames. 4-2 the final score. We're going to talk about all the storylines that happened in this game. Lots to get to on this episode of Lockdown Coyotes. On Coyotes, your daily podcast on the Arizona Coyotes, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to the show, everybody. I'm Robin Leonio. That's Carl Pavlik. On this post-game uh, episode that we are doing as the Arizona Coyotes fall to the Calgary Flames 4-2, the final score. Um, what again was Carl Coyotes? They had a bit of momentum. They had a pretty big win the other night when they beat Colorado. And we asked us in the pregame show, can they carry that momentum? Seems like the answer was not really. No, no, not at all. Um, I did think this was a fairly decent all around game from the Coyotes. Like, like of the grading on the coyote scale probably a c plus uh like definitely could have turned into a win in other situations but but definitely not enough to to walk away with a win tonight and let's go straight into the uh one of the good reasons of why this game was much ended up being close closer so to speak and that's the rookie goaltender in Karel Vimoka. we talked about him i think you mentioned to Jess, when we were saying, talking about Crowe Melkin, he's like, oh, yeah, he's got three games of 45 saves plus. Make that four games now, 45 saves plus, because he had a 46 saves in the uh, the game against Calgary and, oh, oh, 50 shots on net. Like, that's mm. a lot. <laughs> that's, oh, my God. Yeah. I mean, he had 45 even strength shots on goal, um, which is just insane. Uh, the Calgary Flames were firing everything. I don't think that they were a lot of quality chances, but a lot of the Calgary goals were also deflections. So it was clearly working for them. Uh, I do sometimes wish the Coyotes were more like 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 that. They were just constantly like throwing things on net. But it was uh, it was good to see Vimalka at least keep the team competitive for as long as it was. Yeah, because um, what was it? I, th- I think it's it was double, right? I want to say it was because um, the Coyotes probably put on twenty five shots and Flames put on. Uh, it was uh, fifty to twenty eight. Fifty to twenty eight. Uh, so for most of the game, it was doubled. Uh, the Coyotes got quite a few shots with the uh, man advantage and the empty net, like in the final couple minutes of the game. Yeah. It's, I mean, again, I'm, and that's why I'm giving the, a lot of the credit to Kareve Melka because, um, even though a lot of, as you mentioned, the quality, the quality of sh- of chances from Calgary, um, weren't fantastic, and I'm going to show the heat map and um, later in the in the show, but they're all over the place, right? And, um, but I think still, like, if we had like a lot of goaltenders usually you're not going to freaking make 45 saves in a game. <laughs> yeah. I um, mean, 
the the flames were definitely throwing everything uh at the wall to see what sticks but they were also like you still gotta make those saves like it it's easy for us to be like oh those were you know low quality chances those were easy saves any goaltender could do it and we're mostly right, but you still got to do it, um, which I think is just a completely different animal. Um, like there are plenty of times where, you know, one simple mistake could have like caused a catastrophe to happen. And I think both teams got really close, like quite a few times and got solid goaltending from both sides. Uh, you know, Vimelka definitely did a lot, but Markstrom, I thought, also had a really good game. Well, yeah, because the uh, the Coyotes were pretty good in their um, like high danger. They're pretty close, like pretty close between uh, the Flames and the Coyotes. And I mean, yeah, Flames and Coyotes on this one, it's seventeen to twenty, so that's really close, right? Yeah, scoring chances twenty nine to forty nine, but like, yeah, I mean, like before the uh, before the Flames got their fourth goal in the third period, like. Clayton Keller was almost really close to tying that game up. You're right, like, yeah. It very easily could have uh, gone into overtime. Uh, it just it didn't. And, I mean, I, I think it's a it's a good strategy that the Flames deployed to just fire everything and, and get a few deflections in there. Like, I, I'd be fine if the Coyotes decided to adopt that and just get more shots on goal and, and not worry so much about like passing, but they don't necessarily have that same skill level. So uh, it's going to be difficult for them. I mean, we've talked about that all season long, right? But they just, this, the, the, the skill level of the Coyotes just don't match up with most teams. Yeah. So it's just hard to make that comparison. Yeah. I mean, especially a team like the Calgary Flames, who I think have always just had like, you know, pretty like high end skilled guys. Like, I don't know, watching like Johnny Goudreau, um, he only had an assist, but still, like, it's a player you can't really leave on the ice. Like, I mean, I was just surprised by like Blake Coleman. Uh, two goals and an assist. Like, I was not expecting him to have as big a game as he did. Yeah, that's that that's also true. I'm look, I'm just looking at some of the other stats here. Um and you know, kind of going back to shots and um first period was a story to tell, right? Cuz yeah, I'm pretty sure you cuz you were there, you were at the game, you got a chance to see some of that, but the shots were 26 to 8. Yeah, I think it was really like after that first um penalty that the coyotes had to kill like pretty soon after i think i tweeted like by five minutes in the coyotes were being outshot 12 to 1 like they the flames started hot and i think that was something that was brought up in this uh in the preview episode we had yeah like the flames like can be a team that can like start like and dictate the pace of the game and and all credit to them like if that's been the strategy this year it worked. Like they controlled that first period, and all, and, and a lot of credit to um, our wonderful friend, uh, Lockdown Flames host Jess Bamasta for pointing that out to us. And then the fact that we were able to see that firsthand, it's like, oh yeah, she's right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, I was I was disappointed. Uh, the Coyotes did not have a second period collapse, so my prediction was wrong. Um, 
Heck, I think we all picked the under, right? <laughs> so <laughs> that didn't. The Flames really just happen. had to go and ruin things. I know. Yeah. One point off. One point off from going the under. Like, yeah. come on. <laughs> Darn you, Blake Coleman. Uh, that was a really disheartening, uh, disheartening goal uh, to give up because. Uh, just especially, like, especially because again, right after, as you were saying, right after, like that, you know, right after Keller almost tied it, and then it's just like, what kind of game would we seen had Keller tied it, and that didn't like, it's just like, yeah, and like it's like it was like felt like they were gonna pull the goaltender soon ish, and like it wasn't even an empty netter, it was. It was uh, it was just a goal right before the what felt like the natural time to pull a goaltender, and you're like, ah, is there even a point now? And I don't think they they did, or did they briefly pull the goal? No, they did because they it was did. They uh, went six on four on the power play. Yeah, I remember talking to my sister about how I hate that scenario because you can ice the puck, so you're just like free to like shoot at the empty net. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, it's some of these some of these tactics are interesting, but yeah, like end game stuff. It's just like when you pull your goal goalie, it's like, eh, what moves do you make? And I think that's you know, credit to the Coyotes. They kept going until the very end, and they're keeping the push, which I like. Like we saw, it, you know, force overtime yesterday. Who knows what it can do? I in just a good habit to have. Exactly. Who knows what could have happened. Anyways, we still got more to get to on this episode of Lockdown Coyotes. We're breaking down the loss 4-2, the final score to the Calgary Flames at home. Before we get to much more of this episode, let's go to a quick word from Carl. So I have a quick message from our friends at Bet Online, and that's Bet Online has you covered the season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before as football season continues its march through the playoffs, right down to the big game in a couple weeks. BetOnline.net remains the best spot for all your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. And it's not just football. BetOnline has up-to-the-minute info on pro and college hoops, NHL, boxing, UFC, all along with live, real-time updates on current games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the new amazing offers of Available for the 2022 season. Bet online, where the game starts. So let's continue here on Locked On Coyotes. Before we get much, I want to thank everyone for making Locked On Coyotes your first listen uh, every day. We really appreciate it. Uh, we're going to have more stuff coming up this week. We're going to talk about the uh, All Star break, other stuff like going on that way. But we also have the, the second listen of the day coming up. I will pre- after you finish listening to this, we highly you guys highly encourage you guys to check out Locked On Now. We have our, all of our Locked On experts recap every game from the NHL Monday through Friday, all less in thirty, all less than thirty minutes. It's free and available wherever you get your podcasts. But let's go back to this game, call as as we mentioned four to the final score. I'm going to bring up the heat map to show uh, because I said I was going to bring it up. To show everybody how scattered around this team was. And so you can get an idea too. Here we go. That's a... Yeah, that is definitely... 
I mean, it's a lot of dark blue for the flames by the by the goal, which I don't like. But, but there's only definitely a, a wide dispersal. Only one goal there. The others are kind of spread out a little bit outside the dark blue. One is where a lot of shots by the point. Yeah. Oh, um, I don't know if you saw, but uh, who was it? One of the flame play. One of the flames players tried to do a Michigan goal. Uh. <laughs> And I'm just glad that that did not happen. Um, I think it was Goudreau. It may have been Monaghan, but I'm pretty sure it was Goudreau. You know what's funny is um, uh, there is a lot of conversation of what people were calling the Michigan goal. There are people naming it after. If you if you looked at the chat at our group chat. Carl on uh, on the NHL host. There's a couple other names out there, mainly after yeah. some of the players. Uh, I think someone said the Zegris, another person said the Fetch, and I'm just like, no, 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 it's the Michigan. Uh, I prefer lacrosse goal, uh, just because I feel like that's the best description of it. <laughs> that's also true. That's also true. Yeah, I, when I when I first saw like. The Michigan, I'm like, is that really the name we've settled on, or are we pushing that? Like when the Coyotes tried to do Milkman. No, I think Michigan is a lot more. It got got more traction. Milkman got no traction for 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 Veggie because it just did not sound good. No, no it's a horrible sounding thing, but still, I don't know if. It feels like Michigan feels a little forced. Uh, I just I think there's better options. I don't want to name it after a player though. I think no. it should be named after the type of goal it is, um, lacrosse style. Yeah, but then that's a little too basic, right? Because like it's just like oh, you're just naming after like you want to be a little creative, right? You want some creative flair to it. All right, as the Visa commercial when I first started getting into hockey taught me, a hat trick is named after. A guy in Canada being promised a free hat from a haberdashery if he scored a goal, and he scored three. And so the next night they threw hats on there. Names in hockey's make no sense. So I just want something that makes sense. Fine. Well, we'll figure it out. We will figure it out. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I'm looking. You know, looking at all that again. Everything spread. Every everything spread out. Um, but let's give some credit to the two, to the two goal scorers for Arizona. You had Clayton Keller and Alex Galchenyuk. Galchenyuk getting his uh, second in a row, second game in a row. We got at least a goal, so um, yeah, good for him. We good, good. We've seen some some production from him. You know, we're hope like we're hoping we'd see some good stuff from him, right? I mean, I mean, also the fact that he is on a line with Clayton Keller now and Nick Schmaltz, like he is not on the fourth line. That's definitely an improvement for Galchenyuk. Right. Uh, quality line mates is getting results. Who'd have thought? Yeah, but then that also leaves the other three lines. When Is there any production? Yeah. True. Very true. Um, I also want to mention something really cool about Clayton Keller's. Uh, it was his 17th goal through 45 games, which according to the Coyotes PR, is the most by a Coyote since Redeem Verpata in the 2011-2012 season when he had 22 through 45, which is 
good company to be in. Yeah, that's good company to be in. Um, other fans might be laughing at us. It's like, what? That small per in 45 minutes? It's like, come on, give us at least g- give us this. Give give us this, guys. Just, it, yeah. Just give us I this. mean, uh, honestly, like, Keller is also more of a playmaker going mm-hmm. into the season. Like, the fact that he is at 17 goals is is very impressive. I was not expecting this version of Clayton Keller this year at all. And he is just surprising in all of the ways. Um, we always talk about silver linings on this podcast. Uh, Clayton Keller's play in general has just been one of them. Yeah. Um, and one of the reasons why he's become a cornerstone piece of this rebuilding Coyotes team. Um, that yeah. is going to be fun to watch in the years to come. Yeah. Also, one of the great reasons why we don't have to hear people complain about his contract anymore. He's probably I, still a little overpaid right now, but uh, there's still like, no, no, no need to complain, though. No need to, yeah. There's like we're not going to be like, oh, he's getting way overpaid because you can't. I'm like, no, we don't have to say that. He's like, okay, yeah, he's probably making a little more than probably what you pay, what you think he is worth, but he's. Get, he's he's bringing up his value, and he's making he's trying to make it well worth. Yeah. And especially like I do always like to think like players like Keller who are still very young, like he is only going to get better. So if this is like the early years of a contract, and we've gone from one year being like, oh, he's he's going to be way overpaid to eh, maybe a little bit, but close to market value, like. Three years from now, I can only imagine what we're going to be saying about that deal. Do you do you think that we could eventually say the the Clayton Keller contract is a steal? A few years from now, I think we will be able to, yeah. um, because um, he's 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 going into a leadership position um, and can eventually, you know, um, this again, he's a cornerstone piece for the rebuild. So you have a lot of people that are going to be building around him. And it's gonna show, um, and it shows that he's able to take the leadership position. We talked, we, we talked about that in our like halfway point. Someone like him versus someone like Chicken. We were hoping Chicken would could potentially be that guy, but it showed that he's maybe not quite ready for the leadership role. Um, yeah. And that's and, why. and I will say there is a difference between being a top pairing defenseman and a top forward. Uh, there's definitely like responsibilities. I don't want to necessarily knock Chikrin and say he's not taking a leadership role. Uh, but Keller is definitely just standing up and, and doing something else. Like it's a, it's a complete evolution of his game so much so that I, I do think that now they're going to be asking like, who do we get to compliment Clayton Keller? Who does Keller, who do you think is going to help you, take the next step of the game because we know these like players like they train together in the off season they play together like i'm sure he has players in mind that the coyotes could think about targeting um and it's cool to have a player that you can kind of build off of like that plus remember how many draft picks the coyotes have in- <laughs> <laughs> yeah plus uh i mean uh when the flame scored the third goal i was like Oh, nice. There's a Dylan Gunther highlight. I could watch that. Uh, and that was fun. Uh, Dylan Gunther highlights, like, at Gila River Arena, just be like, yeah, yeah, this is, uh, this helps numb the pain of this lead that we've given up. 
Uh, then all you gotta do is think about Shane Wright. Just think about him anytime. Uh, see, I, I like to focus on who's actually signed with the the team. Like, yeah, but you know, speak it into existence, right? I'm too much of a pessimist. Uh, I, I, if, I if we're not, you. if we're if we're not able to speak the bear pair into existence, we need to speak speak Shane Wright into existence. Ah, uh, I like it. Just like adding those two things together in a sentence. So you're just making that be a comparison in the future. Ah. Uh. I'm just trying to speak as much stuff into existence as possible because I want to make this Coyotes team fun to talk about in the years to come. No, you're just setting up hubris for next year's uh, recap episodes. <laughs> when we run out of stuff to talk about in the offseason and we're just like, all right, uh, game 45, what were you saying? Oh, no. <laughs> is it 45 or is it 44? I think this oh, was 45 40 yeah yeah i mentioned it earlier so yeah 45 there you go i mean it's no that's again still uh at this point coyote is still at that still committed to the tank yeah still committed to the tank making sure they get a high level draft pick um because they know the other two they're gonna be late first round the other two first rounders they have i mean unless Carolina decides to just like completely go off the rails. I'm I'm rooting for him to to just blow everything up somehow, but eh, that's not going to happen. No, probably not. Um, Colorado is also going to be super late, so it's going to be. But it's okay because you know their the Coyote Zone is going to be an early one. They're going to be a lottery pick, and then. They have got five picks in the second round, which, as we found, could be pretty good picks. Yeah. I mean, the the, th- the three picks in the second round last draft, uh, at least two of them are turning out pretty good. Who the th- uh, so you had uh, Doan, Mosier, and Fedotov, right? So they were. I believe so, uh, but I do not remember. Offhand, yeah, I think it was. Yeah, it was. It was those. It was those three. But yeah. Anyways, though, we are slowly running out of time with this podcast. We so we still need to get to uh, wrap things up before we get to our last bit of this podcast episode of Locked On Coyotes. I want to let you know that today's episode is brought to you by Rock Auto. With the ever-increasing number of makes and models, it is now impossible for your local chain and auto parts store to stock all the parts you need. So why endure offer pointless or seemingly, seemingly intimidating questioning? Is your Odyssey an LX or an EX? And wait while the person behind the counter orders the parts on their computer, choosing only the brand their warehouse happens to carry. You have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. Save time and money when using Rock Auto. Why choose to spend 30, 50, even 100% more for the same parts from a chain store or car dealership when you can go to Rock Auto, a family business serving do it yourselfers for over 20 years because their prices are reliably low? From brake parks, tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet, you will be able to check out all the parts that Rock Auto has for your car. So go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. And while you're there, write locked on in the How'd You Hear Out of Box so they know that we sent you. 
Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. RockAuto.com. Let's finish things off now on Locked On Coyotes. Once again, they the Arizona Coyotes take a 4-2 loss to the Calgary Flames. Now this now their week is over, Carl. Um, the only person who has something to look forward to this week is Clayton Keller because he's got the All-Star game coming up. Obviously, we're going to talk about the, go to the All-Star game. We're going to talk about All-Star stuff tomorrow. But um, let's now focus on the rest of the team then. They have a week off, essentially. They don't play until Tuesday when they go to uh, face the Canucks in Vancouver. Uh, what are the Coyotes got to focus on in this week um, based off the game that you saw today? I mean, special teams, uh, power play definitely needs to be a main focus. But I also feel like, I mean, we're halfway through the season. Is there really much more the Coyotes can do? Um, so I think part of it just needs to be like a rest. Like, this yeah. has got to be a tough season for the guys. Uh, like, just just take a break, take, like ch- chill, like have a couple days off, like enjoy, um, enjoy yeah. some some uh, Olympic hockey. Go ahead and watch some of that because the Olympics are starting as well. Yeah. Um, and I think women's hockey. I think preliminaries started today or whatever it was. So. Um, so some good things to fun to watch for that. I mean, like maybe that's a way to, for them to take a break. And I think I'm, I agree with you. Take a break because mm-hmm. um, you know how long this season is. And especially for the Coyotes, yeah, they're going through a lot. Um, yeah. And especially because they got back-to-backs so much. It's just like, get, just, 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 just let them take a break. And that's what they deserve right now. Yeah, it's not going to be easy for, for them. Uh for the rest of the season. So just, you know, relax. Uh, I'm sure a lot of the guys, like, you know, most of the team is not going to be here next year. Enjoy Arizona. Uh, like, go out in the cold. Uh, it's cold right now. So go experience that. Uh, I'm sure, like, the players can find some kind of just, you know, fun way to blow off steam. And then, like, Go to a couple practices uh, over the weekend and on uh, Monday, and like work on some uh, special team drills. And uh. I love how you mentioned the cold because here in Tucson or here in Arizona, uh, it's supposed to be what twenty-seven degrees is our low in Tucson, at least. I'm not sure what it is in Phoenix. I'm sure if you're listening from outside of Arizona and you're like, let's say from the Frost Belt or whatever, whatever you want to call it, Rust Belt. You're probably laughing at us. 27 degrees? Come on. Uh, I, I will say, in my defense, uh, I wore this to the game, like this exact thing. Um, and this is not a warm jacket. So it was 50. I grew up in western New York. I still would not wear this in 50-degree weather. It was cold. Uh, so I will, I will say that we are in a cold snap even if you are from the north it's it's just uh you would think it was cold if it was a different time of year uh but it's winter so it's cold for us still it's kind it's as close to winter as we get for for arizona um 
Yeah, it's still it, it's still cold. Um, it's cold. It, it's allowed to be cold. Even it's fifty degrees is still cold. It doesn't matter if it's fifty degrees in Buffalo or fifty degrees in Arizona. Below fifty for me definitely is cold. So. Yeah. I don't like it. I don't like that kind of weather. That's why I live in Arizona, right? I mean, yeah. I want to be able to, like, let's say, like, like there's the joke about Arizona where we go, you know, like, where, like, there's a reason why some hockey fans want to go to ASU, uh, when some uh, hockey players want to go to ASU to play co- to play in college. That way they can just um, go, go to practice or go to a game and leave the rink in shorts and flip-flops. Right? Yeah. I mean... I wouldn't uh, leave. Uh, I would be in Oceanside in shorts uh, at any point in my life. But yeah, once you get outside, very oh, nice. Yeah. Out. Once you get outside, yeah. Once it's just, just, just <laughs> don't. If you're if you're wearing shorts in Oceanside, you're you're, you're probably some kind of freak. Um, yeah. But Oceanside but- is cold, no matter who you are. It is. <laughs> oh, I'm gonna miss that place. There's still going to be stuff there. You can still go to Oceanside. Nah, nah. I was hearing that they're going to get rid of it, but... I mean, it's still like... Have you heard that they're going to do it? I don't like, know. I, that, that, I mean, I've had some people tell me that. I mean, it's still going to be like an ice rink. Like, So Oops. there's stuff. Like, yeah. as, as long as I know all all the games... All, yeah, all the hockey, all the hockey stuff is moving to the new arena. But ASU hockey is not going to be there, but Oceanside is going to stay and exist. You can just go to Oceanside; it's fine. Just go skating; it'll be fun. No, um, but with their new with with ASU's new arena, yeah, shorts and flip flops. Once you leave, like even then, once you leave, it's because weather's nice. Mm-hmm. Mostly, it. Um, when. Someone on Twitter said, like, why would you play for the Coyotes? Um, I brought up the fact, like, A, they're in a rebuild. Why would you play for the Coyotes is just a general question to ask for any rebuilding team. But B, the climate is one of the top things. Um, And, like, the, uh, you know, just kind of general, like, players always talk about they can – they can go to a restaurant and no one's going to like bother them because it's, you know, not the biggest priority in Arizona and players like that. They like to kind of be low key. I mean, wasn't there that story where like, um, Patrick Marlowe, Austin Matthews and like, uh, who was it? Uh, uh, Nylander and Marner were all just went scootering down through, uh, through Scottsdale. <laughs> I mean, I didn't hear that. Uh, I do remember the uh, Ottawa Senators a couple of years back felt that they were very free to just speak about whatever they wanted in an Arizona Uber car. Oh, yeah. No, that. Yeah. <laughs> That's one of those things. As long as you don't mention you're a professional athlete in Arizona, like you're probably not going to get spotted uh, unless you are, you know. Connor McDavid. Uh, well, if we're, if we're talking Arizona, right? Um, yeah. And I would mention some Arizona athletes. If, unless you're like a DeAndre Ayton or like a Kyler Murray, right? You're you're just not going to get noticed here. It's just the because I mean, it's not that they don't care. It's just like 
people were just, were for, just kind of wearing their, doing their own stuff here. Yeah. And there's also just like a lot of people in Arizona. Like spring training is is here. Uh, there's all four major sports and uh, professional soccer. Like they are are you know celebrities and movie stars in Scottsdale. Like eh, it, it's kind of. It requires a high threshold to to get people in Arizona like super jazz for you. Exactly, exactly. But anyways, though, we're running out of time on this episode of Lockdown Coyotes. If you like what you heard, don't forget to leave a review, like, comment, and subscribe if you're yet so you're ready. We're available everywhere you get your podcasts, including on YouTube. Don't forget to interact with us on social media. We're on Facebook, facebook.com slash Coyotes, on Instagram at Coyotes. On Twitter at LO underscore Coyotes. I am personally at Robin underscore Leano. It's Robin with the Y underscore L E A N O. Carl Pavlik is Carl Pavlik F F H. Interact with us, ask the question you might have, maybe DM us. We can answer right back or on a future episode of the Lockdown Coyotes podcast. Thanks again, everyone, for listening to today's episode. Hope you guys are staying safe out there. Hope you guys are staying healthy. And don't forget to howl on.